1: Welcome to Social Selling Simplified. I'm your host, Ashley Shaw, and on the show today I have Emily Ranson. And I'm excited to have Emily, you here for so many reasons, but what really piqued my interest in having you on the show is that you are an EOS implementer. And I was just telling Emily earlier that we implemented EOS back in January. And for those of you that may not be familiar with EOS or the book Traction, I do have to say when I read it the first time, it I maybe wasn't at the point in my business that every page hit home and then I reread it a couple months later and everything hit for me. Maybe Emily, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be an e- EOS implementer and maybe what EOS stands for? <laughs> of course, of course, that's always a great place
2: to start, right? So thank you for having me here, Ashley. I'm so delighted to be on your show and welcome to all the listeners tuning in. So I'm delighted to hopefully add value for the time we have together here. So thank you for the opportunity. And uh just to give a little bit of background, I spent about 14 years in corporate America, you know, doing the grind, climbing the ladder, doing all the things, and found that kind of midway through that journey that really The makeup, the genetic makeup that I have was better suited for a small, medium business. And it was tapped on the shoulder to run an office furniture dealership in the Southwest at that time, about $13 million and loved it. Absolutely loved the experience. It was such a great opportunity, but as many of us, I was kind of thrown into this world of running a business Without a handbook, without a manual. You Mm -hmm. know, I jokingly say it's like flying the plane while you're reading the the operating manual. And you know, Mm -hmm. if I would have known then what I know now, the chance to take that business where it needed to go would have been far better, faster, easier. And so once I was able to do that, I turned over the leadership team and then made my way to the Bay Area. So I'm in the San Jose Bay Area bought into a $50 million office furniture dealership with two business partners of mine. And we knew that we needed to kind of come together, create a vision, and really know how to best execute in the business. And none of us had time to go get our MBA or figure things out while we were trying to run the business. And we just knew that we felt like the business was controlling us. Like it was the hamster on the treadmill effect, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't even know where you were going or, or why you were on the treadmill, And so Mm -hmm. at that point, we did just like what you did. We happened to read Get a Grip. It was the right fit, right Mm -hmm. time. And we found a coach, a facilitator. Mm -hmm. That's what Mm -hmm. we call ourselves, uh, is an implementer. uh, Because Mm -hmm. that's the part of this role that I love. We help our client partners implement the set of tools and principles that help them learn to run a better business and frankly, live a better life. It's so cool because I started that journey, you know, like seven, eight years ago. So I've literally sat in your shoes, Ashley. I know exactly, mm-hmm. you know, what that journey is like for the clients that I get to work with. It's kind of a lens into, you know, this experience share that happens where I learn just as much as what I get to teach and facilitate with these clients. It's so fun for me. I mean, when we do a, a session day, you know, it's, it's so invigorating. I end the day. Feeling energized, and you know, with my clients saying, "God, how do you how do you do that? How do you hold that energy?" But it's because Mm -hmm. I love this work, and so EOS stands for. I swear, Gino Wickman must have like by the U.S. government or something like that because he loves acronyms, right? It's fascinating because it's an entrepreneurial operating system, and when you think about Mm -hmm. what that means, it makes total sense because we all have these right? Mm -hmm. This is an iOS. So Mm -hmm. all this is running in the background while you do what you do on this computer interface, right? The same thing is true here with EOS, Mm -hmm. the entrepreneurial operating system ends up being the science running in the background so that you can focus on the artistry of what you love to do and are best at. And I just, I love that. I love the philosophy Mm -hmm. and I love Mm -hmm. that it really dials everything down into the most simple, effective way to run and manage a business, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's cool because I still apply it with the furniture business that I have. And we've been able to change and evolve our business into something truly amazing and unique. And other side to it is then I get this application based knowledge that, you know, I get to bring back to my business that makes me a better leader, a better, you know, business owner. And so I want that for others. I want that same thing. You know, I, I get such a, um, I get so juiced whenever I see what my client uh, partners are capable of and that they're on this journey and that, you know, they're realizing all their, their value and their capabilities. It's pretty special.
1: So, and I want to take it um, back a little bit here. So you use this analogy of flying the plane and reading the manual at the same time. And I just, (laughs) I just want to make a point here about what that looks like because I think for anybody involved in social selling, you get into this, not because you took this course or designation in university or college that was going to teach you how to do this. It's more so you came upon something you were passionate about, told that there was an opportunity here to grow this business you are the product. And, you know, as long as you like the product, just share your story. And this is going to be easy for you to grow this business. And I truly believe the truth behind that is that there is an operating system that you need to learn in order to grow that business. I think in using this analogy, you know, a lot of people just think the end goal is get people on the plane, which is AKA just find followers that will grow your business, just find followers. The truth is there is a system behind how you get people on the plane, Mm. what you do once you get them on the plane and how to get them to that final destination. So I think that there's an oversimplification of what, entrepreneurship is, what growing a social selling business is. And this is where a lot of people end up, I think, feeling very frustrated is it's oversimplified. There's no system in how to actually grow the business. And this is where for us, like when we discovered EOS and traction, it was like, okay, we don't have to guess at this. There's a systematic way to grow your business. And, Mm -hmm. you know, traction gives you the tools to do that.
2: You totally get it. I actually have been in a social selling business in my past history. So, Mm -hmm. certainly, uh, if I could have understood as I was building a team, you know, this is all about kind of building this downstream team. If I could have understood that if I got the people part right, the rest Mm -hmm. of it would get so much easier. And that's the thing with these six key components, there's only six key components to running a business, not 25. It's so simplified that if you can focus on these, these just core tools and principles, it makes everything else kind of gel and come together. And if I could have had that, I know that my social selling business would have been much more mm. successful, especially in a faster amount of time. Uh, you know, that's the thing is that a lot of times with social selling business, you to have a lot of patience. You're meeting people where they are. And that means that you have to be a good leader, And manager, like it's a combination of the two. And it's such a fallacy to think that you can actually hold someone accountable. You really can't. What you can do, though, is you can set the table for them to want to hold themselves accountable. And that's what I love about EOS is that it gives you these tools that help others want to hold themselves accountable. Or what will happen is they realize that it's not a fit for them sooner and they'll Mm self-select out Mm -hmm. sooner so that it's less burden on you, less burden on Mm -hmm. them, you know, et cetera. So another analogy is like, you can prepare the most brilliant cordon bleu dinner, right? But if someone doesn't show up, I mean, you can set out the finest China with your beautiful dinnerware. They don't show up and eat the food. It's wasted. And that's the same thing here. So
1: you can't really hold people accountable. That's one of the things that I've learned through EOS. And so what just for my listeners here, what kind of social selling business were you involved with before? What kind of yeah, products? Yeah, so it were was a network
2: in? marketing business yeah. that was based mm-hmm. on in the telecom industry.
1: Oh, and cool. Okay. Some some may know it. It's
2: called ACN. And you know, this was at a time where it was during the crunch of 08, 09. I did see value in doing that that business model. I just didn't know how best to go about it. And again, yeah. I would have had EOS at that time. The outcome would have been far different. I think there's so much overlay here with
1: yeah, well, this is interesting, because I want to talk about the six components. Yeah. And I want to draw yeah, some parallels of how this lays on to social selling and what sure. components we really need to be considerate of. Yeah. Can you go through the six components with us? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Of course. So the six key components
2: of any business. This is Mm -hmm. industry agnostic. It applies to every type of business, no matter what industry or size they are starting with. The first one is vision. So vision is all about getting people aligned with where you're going and how you're going to get there. Think about that as it applies to a social selling business model. You know, if you're not galvanizing a team and getting them energized and getting them to drink the Kool-Aid and want to be a part of that, it's useless, right? So you got to be able to catch that vision first. And then the second key component is people. You've got to have right people in right seats. Those are two terms from Jim Collins' book, Good to Great. But they really apply beautifully because if you don't have the right people, there's no way you can accomplish your vision. There's no way. And along the journey, you may encounter two types of people issues. One is right person, but wrong seat. They may not be sitting in the right seat with the right skill set. What this will do is this will tell you quite clearly with the right tool we call it the accountability chart, what you need to do to help them get trained up, add a skill set to their bucket, whatever that is that's missing, it will give you that clarity of how to do that, right? What conversations to be having with them. And then if you have a wrong person, but they're in the right seat, the hard part about that one is a lot of times they're not a culture fit, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what that means is that they're not fitting your core values. And so with core values, those can tend to be a cancer on a team that grow in ways you can't even see. They're the ones that tend to hold tribal knowledge, but aren't willing to share. They just are disruptors, right? So those are the ones that we would work over time to make sure we've got a backup plan and kind of bolster around that and then move that uh, person away from the team. So that's the the people we want really, when we're talking about our journey of working on EOS is strengthening these six key components. So we want to get us all to be growing and improving over time. So this is the journey, right? We've got to identify what these issues are first. So this third key component that we would start working on immediately is the data component because you can't measure what you can't see. And a lot of us do operate from good gut instinct, not trying to downplay that, but it's trust but verify, right? (laughs) You've got to make mm -hmm. sure that you're focused on the right things and that you're measuring, especially as a team the right outcomes that you want. This is the first of three or four tools that will help set the table for that self-accountability that I was speaking about. We create a scorecard and we call them measurables. And if everyone on the team has one, two or three measurables that they are uh, keeping track of and they're the butt to kick, so to speak, right? These are the people that will come to every single meeting, ready to go, ready to, to share out whether they're on track or off track. And something crazy happens when you get really clear on vision, people, and data, all of a sudden your business, the business model, whether it's social selling or any other type of business, it's like the the horse with blinders on. All of a sudden you can see things so much more clearly. The avenues, the opportunities, the the challenges, the needs, all those things start to become crystal clear. And the hard part is you can't hide from it anymore, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right? So The the good news is that because how EOS is designed with these simple set of tools and, and principles, thanks to Gina Wickman, we have a way to solve them now. You don't have to hide from them anymore. We literally teach a methodology called the Issues Solving Track. When we get to component number four, we call it the Issues Component. And we teach this Issues Solving Track to help clients understand how to identify those needs, get that crazy 2 a.m. stuff out of your head because there's therapy and getting it down on paper. And then the next part of that is learning to solve those. This is the second of the empowerment dynamic, that self-accountability that I'm talking about. When you teach others how to solve issues at their level, it frees you up. It's operational freedom. So this is the second tool that gives business leaders and owners the chance at operational freedom. So then we move on to the fifth key component, which is process. Oh my gosh. It's doing the most important things for your business, the right and best way every time. And if you've got each person in the business kind of marching to that same drumbeat, right? Doing the same things, the right and best way every time. This is your ability to scale the practice, scale the business. And this is the part that makes businesses grow 2X faster, easily, and if I would have known this when I was doing my network marketing business, it would have been far, far easier. Because once you have a process that people can follow, a, a 20% of the steps that create 80% of the results, twenty eighty approach is what we call it, then it means that it frees you up from having to be locked into micromanaging and feeling like you got to watch over everyone's shoulder and that whole nonsense. So this is yet another empowerment dynamic. You know, you can... Trust, and then you want to measure and manage. You want to make sure you're checking in, right? But this gives robust conversations for for when someone's on track and when they're off track. So it it really helps people get on the same page fast, right? This is where not only scalability but higher profits happen, and another chance to free up your operational time. So then we move on to the six key uh, of the six key components, and the sixth is amazing because it's all about bringing your vision down to the ground and executing on it day in and day out as a team. And when we do that, the ability to galvanize that team around execution and see results fast in your business is unbelievable. Uh, So I call this one like the results component (laughs) because it's really about bringing this whole plan about how to get the team galvanized and get them going in the same direction and then executing on it day in and day out. And so we talk about that as it relates to how and why we meet. We talk about a meeting pulse or a rhythm. And then we also talk about another tool called rocks. This is taken from Stephen Covey. And it's just the, the priorities. We set a quarterly kind of rhythm for how and why we meet. And we, we talk about this in terms of quarterly priorities that, again, are the 20% of the things that are going to get you those 80% of the results. And again, this is your last of those empowerment dynamics that I've been talking about, the self-accountability tools. Because if everyone has one, two, or three measurables, and everyone has one, two, or three rocks, man, you're going to get so much done. It's like getting the flywheel moving, that momentum moving, takes a little effort early on in your EOS journey. And then once that flywheel's moving, and once you have all the people on your team really moving in that same rhythm together, you can just let the flywheel go. That's the beautiful thing about these six key components. And so that's really the journey. We're working to strengthen these six key components over time. And we like to say, you know, this is not a get rich quick, you know, weekend seminar. It's something where you literally need to be ready for muscle building. It's like anytime you're going to learn a sport or learn learn a new hobby, you have to take the time to invest in building that muscle memory, right? And that's what this is. Uh, We like to say, whether you're working with an EOS implementer like myself, or if you're self-implementing you can find a lot of these tools if people can message me. I'd be happy to give you a lot of these tools for free. So the vision traction organizer, this is a great document that helps teams, but you can also use this on a personal basis as well. And it's the thing that will help you with taking this big picture of what you want and really bringing it down to the ground into something actionable you know, it's something that really gives you the chance to have a very simplified two-page actionable strat plan document. And it's something that doesn't just sit on a shelf, burn time doing something that you never come back to. These are all tools that we use on this regular basis. It's very powerful and profound what's happening with EOS clients right now. We've been working with over, gosh, I think up to this point, it's like 15,000 companies globally that you know are enjoying the benefits of EOS, pretty profound. So it's good stuff. Obviously, I could talk about this for days, but I want to come up for air and just see what questions come up based on what I was just talking about.
1: Yeah. So what I want to do is take these six key components that we've talked mm-hmm. about, and I want to run them through the filter of, I have a social selling business, right. what exactly might this look like in that context? First one, visions. We need to make sure that you as an entrepreneur, that you have a vision to what you're striving for. But if you are building a team, they've got to believe in that vision. So what would be an example of a great, compelling vision that you've maybe had in a business before or worked with to just really put teeth into it as to what that may look like?
2: Yeah, I think two-page strap planning document, one of the things we talk about are your we start with core values, right? And then there's yeah. core focus. Core focus is really powerful. The reason why is that this is what you love to do and are best at. This is your why. And it's also, you know, what you're doing, how you're doing it. Cool thing about it is that once you have a core focus, it allows you to have a decision gate as you want to do new or different uh innovative things, whatever that is. Or bring on new um, social selling partners. For example, you know, let's say you're you're broadening your business. You're going to know really quickly with the core values if they align to who you are and and who you want to be to each other, and then also if they align to your your purpose. Right, that's half of the core focus. And then the second half is your niche. What do you love to do and what are you best at? That's that's profound stuff. And so if you have some of this clarity. While you're going out and finding your partners, your social selling partners, it's going to make it far easier to filter through the ones that are going to really fit and the ones who are not. The other thing is that when you apply some of these other tools that I've been speaking about, and you're enrolling someone into the business, you know, you're casting this vision and saying, here's what's possible for you. Here's what this is about. You know, if you're bringing it down to landing the plane with showing them how and they could see themselves in it, you're far more likely to get, Gino's word, traction. You're far more likely to get real traction. You know, get somebody that is truly be a powerful partner, right? That's what we're looking for with social selling. Um, You know, we've got to get out there and find the right fit. And so if you have some of these tools that I'm talking about, it's going to allow you that clarity to find the right fit faster, right? And filter out the ones that are.
1: So that's what I love about it just to go back to the, like, I'm the type of person that if I'm listening to this episode right now, I've got a pen and paper out and I'm ready to write my vision. And I'm like, okay, give me a vision. So what is an example of, a great, like when you say cast a vision, what is an example of what a vision would be? Okay. So you're talking, I think about the tenure target, which is
2: the the third step. So there's basically eight questions on the vision traction mm-hmm.
1: organizer that we
2: facilitate leading our clients into this understanding of
1: what their whole vision is. I'm just going to, so then I'm going to clarify for one sec. When you said the key component, number one is vision. Mm-hmm. You're really talking about the whole vision traction organizer. Yes. Absolutely. Got it. That makes way 100%. more sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so then it's
2: the two page kind of for lack of a better term, strat planning document that takes yeah. you from okay. a big long range vision of where you're headed. Right. Right. And starts to reverse engineer it into from a 10 year to a three year to a one year to the quarterly rocks that I was mentioning. So this is what makes it actionable. You can take this 10 year target. That's kind of this, that what Jim Collins calls a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal. Something that really light you up. It could be around how much you want to grow your business. It could be a a revenue profit component. It could be that you want to get this out to the masses and you you want to define what that looks like. You you have to kind of figure out what that big, hairy, audacious goal looks like. And then what we do is we take that and then we start to make it actionable, reverse engineering it step-by-step.
1: So that's, I know that those tools are available. I think traction.com is free. So anyone that wants that vision traction organizer, they can message Mm -hmm.
2: me. They can absolutely uh, Google it. You know, I think it's it's pretty, pretty widely available out there through through the OS worldwide, the the parent company. I highly recommend that that two page tool, that alone, if no one gets anything else out of this (laughs) conversation today. The thing I love yeah. about it is that there's there's the company version of a vision traction organizer, and then there's yeah. also a personal version that takes it on a, a very personal level and and makes you know your own plan
1: actionable. So there's two ways that that you can be applying these same principles, right? So okay, the takeaway here then is most people don't spend the time to get really clear on their ten year targets, their three year target, their one year target who their niche is, what is your core focus? What are right. your values? Right. Getting super clear on those things. Yes. Yes. That is component number one. The powerful thing about it is that when you think about, you know, it's it's all in here, right? You,
2: you've got it all in there somewhere. We've got to get it out of these deep, dark areas of your body and down on paper, because the more likely you are to make that happen, especially if then you take it from, from just you and you share it with others on your team we call that shared by all it's it's a, a principle that's also part of the vision component and that shared mm-hmm. by all is that that force magnifier that gets the flywheel moving and it gets it moving faster and so you're mm-hmm. far more likely to to make you, what you want happen And I I jokingly call it the EOS God smiling down on you because it's amazing to see how these little steps along the EOS journey. I like to celebrate the small wins along the way, because those are the things that, again, it's like getting that flywheel moving. That's the force magnifier effect at work, making sure that you're seeing these results along the way. It's so powerful.
1: It's so much fun to watch it. I love being a part of it. So I could see how to use this tool in terms of filling out the vision traction organizer. And like an example could be, you know, your core focus is that you want to help stay at home moms make a six figure income. Let's say that is your core focus and you're going to show them the way to do that. So you Uh could see how creating this, like I know for our team, we have it typed up and we've made it fancy and made it in Canva (laughs) and taken all those same categories. And we've shared that with our team so that they can understand, you know, one of the goals for us is to be able to do retreats every year with our team and bring everyone in and go to you know, different destinations and to be able to do training and development. And we've shared this with our team, that that's what we want to be able to do. But having that vision and being able to share that really helps people see the bigger why, like, why should I stick around? What is this really about? What are we here to do? Ideas for sharing this would be, you would say like team meetings. Some of us have quarterly meetings, of course, but how do you really make sure that this is shared by all? the, um, the traction component
2: with meeting pulse. There are three ways that you want to touch your team. One is like a, a broader team meeting. The next might be subgroups or your downline might be in subgroups, right? And then the third is in one-on-ones. These folks that are on your team need to be touched in those three ways. And if you're doing that, if you're kind of repeating the message with the meeting pulse, the rhythm that we're talking about, we jokingly say it's like kids, it's seven times before they actually hear something the first time, right? Mm-hmm. And so you may think that you're saying something over and over and it's redundant. And oh my gosh, I'm sick of hearing myself talk. But it may be that somebody has just caught on, right? And so that's part of this muscle memory that I'm talking about. You got to kind of eat, sleep, drink it. I call it sensory. You know, if you can evoke, And involve the five senses in these um, these different meetings, whether it's one-on-ones or more team-related, whatever that is. Make it fun. Make it sensory. uh, Make it about them. Uh, You could do even a peer recognition when you're seeing them doing some of these things that apply to the vision traction organizer. A core values match. Why not celebrate that? You know, do some fun things. Um, you know, especially if it's social selling, there's a, there's a lot of that that can really uh, energize and get a group motivated. And that's what you're looking to do positively reinforce over time. Okay. Hopefully that helps. Perfect.
1: Yeah, for sure. So we did spend quite a bit of time talking on vision traction organizer. So yeah. for the other components, we'll move through a little bit. Um, like we'll just give a highlight for these yes. to make sure that everyone, like we can still talk about all these. So the next one is people's right people, right seats. This is going to play in two different areas. It's going to play on your team and anyone that you might bring into your business. Some social sellers out there may not have multiple people on their business in their business yet, but this is really about making sure that you are attracting the right people that will fit in your culture. If you were to speak to um, those two items, how do you make sure that you get the right people in the right seats and maybe right seats on a team is maybe doesn't apply as much, but how do you make sure that you're always attracting the right people? Well, one is making sure there are good
2: core values fit. I already mentioned that that's right. People. Yeah. So that's your filter as you are talking with a prospective team member, that's your filter to know if, if it's going to feel good working with them. Right. And then Mm -hmm. the second part is the right seat. And I do think it's important if they don't know what's expected of them as it relates to what they're going to be doing, and they don't have that clarity, then they're going to fall off a cliff. You know, they're going to come on board and they're going to be disillusioned in 30, 60 or 90 days. And so you want to be as clear as you can about that, that part, um, so that they know what they're coming in ready to do. So
1: that's the people component. So then would that be, so you've got the core value fit, and then you're going to like, interesting, I didn't think about it that way with the right seat. If you're bringing Mm -hmm. someone into your team, uh, you could provide them with what we call in EOS, the impact filter, so that they know like, this is what success looks like. You're posting every day, you're sharing in your stories, and this is what it looks like. Like, it's not just... Yeah, hopefully this works out for you. You're being very clear with what it looks like what success looks like cuz most people don't know. They're not sure exactly. what they need to do.
2: I certainly didn't when I got into mm-hmm. my network marketing business, you know, no one was really able to paint a picture of a day in the life or a week in the life mm-hmm. of a rep. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I would have known that, it wouldn't have changed my mind. I still would have done it, but I could have come into it with a far different approach mm-hmm. that would've gained more momentum out of the gate. And I certainly Mm. would have been able to bring in others with me uh, with far more clarity. And, you know, instead of just kind of doing the shotgun approach, I I probably would have have had far more success by doing a specific, more rifle approach. Mm. Uh, And so that's how I would apply it here.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Love that. Okay, so let's talk about data. What's interesting about this, we talk about the concept of a scorecard, which, so this is how a scorecard was explained to me. If you were on a deserted island and you were having some cocktails, but you needed to see how the business was actually performing, and you only had 10 numbers that you could look at, and it would give you a pulse on if things were going well or not going well. That's how you choose those numbers. Like they don't overcomplicate it.
2: Like 100%. And if you think about it, it's things that are going to provide the activities that are going to drive the results. And so for your downline, it might be something like X number of touches or calls or however you would, you know, designate that mm -hmm. it could be X number of presentations in home, um, events, things like that. So there are things that you want to measure week over week that are going to show you in advance the patterns and trends developing so that, you know, when you're going to be falling off a cliff, right? If, if people in your downline aren't, aren't doing their scorecard measurables, if they're not performing, let's be honest, wouldn't you rather know that a couple of weeks out so you could course correct in advance what's going to be happening because it's a trickle effect, right? If this doesn't happen, then that doesn't happen. And then, of course, you're not going to see the results down in the business, right? So that's how Mm -hmm. the scorecard can apply in this type of setting.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of people, um, especially in social selling, that get really caught up in the number of likes uh, when it comes to what they post. And really, Uh, I would way rather see consistency in how many times you're posting, how many stories, and be looking at those numbers and be tracking, not just vanity metrics, but numbers that actually tell you your business is growing. Like if keep you doing these not monetize things. social media, then you're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. And if you mm-hmm.
2: can't scorecard measurable, that shows you how you're monetizing your social media application for your business,
1: then you're wasting your time. So that's exactly mm-hmm.
2: how I would apply that. You
1: were dead on mm-hmm. actually. Mm -hmm. So it's like things like how many times did you actually have people DM you from a call to action? Like it's focusing on those things because it really doesn't matter. Like you can't cash in likes. So it's like, you know, you don't want to be so focused on that, that it drives your behavior. It's more so I'm speaking to one person. And if that person DMs me after a message I put out, I'm winning. Like it's those sort of things. You want to
2: convert. That's the whole idea with social media.
0: Mm -hmm. You want to convert
2: those likes to action. You want them to take action. And so you've got to have with your social media, you've got to have a call to action, right? Mm -hmm. It can't just be, isn't this great? Or isn't this pretty? It's got to be, you know, if you like this, here's what you do. And then that's how
1: you make it actionable and actually make it monetized. So there Mm -hmm. you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully that helps a lot of people you've really, it's about the strategy. It's not a popularity contest. Like I think sometimes people get confused that it's about the likes and, you know, um, it really, there's so, there's so much other data. And I just, I'm going to say this because I think that it really keeps people up at night that, oh, I'm not getting that um, engagement I want. And when this is, I guess, Just a point to show how much data matters. I had 7,000 followers when our business became a seven figure business. So the followers doesn't matter. It Mm -hmm. really is about that message and being able to hit home. So I just, if anyone out there is focused on the followers and the likes, like I just, I want you to really read this chapter in traction and get clear about where you should be focused. So, um, okay, awesome. We're doing good here. We're on issues. So, the issue list is something that, can you give us a quick explanation? What is the issues list and how do you utilize it um, in your the business? The
2: simplest way to explain it. I, I think I kind of did, but let's go through it again. Yep. Is getting mm-hmm. those 2 a.m. thoughts that are out of your, in your head already, getting them down on paper. That's the first step. Mm-hmm. And that will give you peace that there's a time and a place to work on whatever's going on with the business. And it can be opportunities and good things, right? That's what we call them issues because it's not just Mm -hmm. problems, but it's identifying what's going on and getting a methodology for how to solve what needs to be solved within a team or within a business. And so we teach the issue solving track, or it's also called IDS for the Mm -hmm. steps. It's a simplified way of identifying the steps. So there's identify, then discuss, and then solve, which then moves you to action, right? That's the throughput of IDSing is that you take all these different ideas of how you could solve mm-hmm. the issue. And it could be that you're not monetizing your social media and you want to solve for that. And you want your team uh, in, involved with how to solve that so that they're empowered to take initiative and action on, on their own, right? And so you're solving it together. That inspires you know, this dynamic of we're in this together. Mm-hmm. And then when you move to solve it, it's like, okay, out of all these different ways we could solve this, this is the one that we're going to do first, right? And usually going with the simplest, easiest answer is usually a good place to start. And then if it continues to be an answer, like maybe you're not seeing the metrics that you need to see from social media or what have you, then you can go back, put it on your issues list again and go through that IDS, identify, discuss, and solve dynamic one more time to figure out your next best solve. And so it's an iterative process But again, gets people engaged in decision-making, gets them empowered so that they can start to solve some of these things more and more at their level downstream. So you're not getting pulled into some of that day-to-day, maybe tactical minutiae stuff, getting all those phone calls of what should I do about this and what should I do about that? you know, this is Ken Blanchard's 10 minute monkey, 10 minute manager. He talks about, you know, people throwing the monkeys off their back onto your back. Mm-hmm. And really the idea is here is if you can empower them to learn how to problem solve that, then, you know, they're going to take those things and be able to do them for themselves, which means you're freeing up your time. So that's mm-hmm. the power of the issue solving track.
1: Yeah. And what I really liked about the issues list was that instead of you're, Going about your business, and you see something that you're like, oh, shoot, like I got to fix that. Instead of just being a squirrel and diving into that, you have a place that it gets right. added to. And then when you have your weekly meeting, right. you go through that issues list right. in a methodical way with the top priority, not just whatever's at the top of the list. You yeah, get it, I love Ashley. That. You get it. You're yeah. Kool Aid. I love it. Yeah, it definitely. We do a family. Um, L10 and issues list um, resolution and stuff. But how I could see it actually being used in the social selling world is if you had your whole team that there were different issues they were facing in their business, because most people end up leaving this opportunity when it comes to social selling because they have challenges they can't solve. Like they're stuck in this um, place. If your team meeting involved a component where you had your issues list and you were able to go through and solve those as a full team, having you know everyone's help. Like it would just be so much more effective than sometimes just doing development over and over again. It's not helpful in helping them get unstuck and yeah, being able right. to have that floor space to talk about it. So I think there's some interesting ways you could definitely incorporate an an issues list when you are running a team. Absolutely, um, it's again, you know. it's very empowering. Very empowering, mm-hmm. to have
2: far less turnover when you're involving your team in problem solving.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then we've got, uh, so we'll go on to component number five, processes. What is, you know, the best way if you have a team or you're just starting out in your business, how, what's the best way to, to get everything sort of documented and how do you, how do you make sure everybody knows what to use? If I apply this to a social selling
2: model, I would Mm -hmm. go find the most successful people and find out how they do what they do, interview them. And then write it down, document it, come up with these Mm. handful of steps that make them so successful and then replicate that time and time and time again, and then use that for training other people as well. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's so simple yet it's so effective. And a lot of times we miss it. We don't do it. Then you've got to back it up. If you're having team meetings, you want to, you want to make sure that you're talking about, um, you know, here's our process. Here's how we do this. You know, does anybody have any questions? Are we all doing this? you know, correctly, and you want to measure and manage against it. And so it gives everybody a simple set of rules to follow results-based steps that let them know that they're on the right track. Right. So again, this gives you some operational freedom because over time they're going to have a manual for how to train, train other people down the line. Right. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. the whole point here. So you have to do far less of that. You're empowering others to replicate what you're doing.
1: Right. Love it. All right. And then we've got results. So the results mm-hmm. components. What Traction. you would talk Yeah. You had talked about making sure that you are having your your meetings. So this there's a broader quarterly meeting that you would have with your whole team. Right. And then there's a typically a weekly meeting, which right. they would call your L10. Yeah. So how I could see that sort of implemented is you could have your beginners. Like meeting with one L10, because that's going to be a certain conversation with different issues. And then a more advanced group that an L10 is run with, uh, and then one on ones where needed with your team. um, You have to figure out the right
2: rhythm and cadence for how and why you need to meet as a team. And I would get the team's input and involvement. And we Mm -hmm. threw out a little jargon there. So I want to clean that up real quick. L10 Mm -hmm. basically is a simplified way. Of making sure that your meetings are the most effective and efficient they can be. And so when we end a meeting, we rate the meeting on a scale of one to 10, 10 being best. And we have everyone just give a quick check-in round the table. Well, what do you rate the meeting? I rated an eight this week. And you you just it gives you a pulse. If somebody's consistently rating it like a three or four, we've got to figure out how to get this meeting back on track. Are we showing up late? Are we not prepared? Is somebody not uh contributing with their? you know, whether their score card is on track or off track. These are the kinds of things that make for powerful meetings. So when we call it a level 10 meeting, that's why, because we want these meetings to be that mm-hmm. effective and efficient for the teams that we work with. So hopefully mm-hmm. that helps.
1: Yeah, for sure. And there's also an agenda for an L10. I believe there's agendas actually that Traction provides for the quarterly meeting, for the L10 mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think I believe I've seen those before. Is that yes. accurate? Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. yeah, even for one-on-ones, they're very simple. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, that way you can kind of take it's again the twenty-eighty approach. You can take twenty percent of the materials and kind of mm-hmm. add in your special sauce. But but we always say, you know, if you can kind of stick with the system as best you can, it's going to make it far easier. Why reinvent the wheel?
1: We've already done mm-hmm. it for you. <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. I mean, and so how often do you guys recommend meeting one-on-one? We call them quarterly conversations, or I like to okay. call them one-on-ones. Whatever you want to call yeah. your, your mm-hmm. meetings is up to you.
2: Again, you yeah. got to provide your special sauce. But the, the idea is that um, if you're meeting with people, so I actually do in my own uh, company with my team, we meet monthly in our one-on-ones. Others Mm -hmm. do it quarterly. And again, you have to figure out the right rigor of what's going to work for you, for your, your team who you're working with. Some
1: of them may need more often, who knows? So you got to find out from them what they need and meet them there. Awesome. Love it. And then the idea behind the quarterly meetings and L10s is that you can review the rocks that you've Mm -hmm. set to ensure that they're on track.
2: Right. Right. You're going to be using the agenda to kind of make sure that things in the business that you're monitoring week over week, month over month, quarter over quarter are on track, off track, done, not done. Like there's kind of a rigor Mm -hmm. on how we teach this. And, you know, that way, you know, that you're seeing the results in the business that you expect to see.
1: Right. Well, that's awesome. Is there anything else? Like, I know we've talked about a lot of different things and you've done a really, great job of helping to break down those six key components. Is yeah. there anything else that is important to understand around this system or how it can really help somebody that implements it?
2: I think the biggest thing is, you know, making sure that you stick with it. What I found, just like in social selling scenarios, business models, is if you don't stick with it, if you know, impatient or what have you, you're going to find that you've just wasted your time, effort, and money. And so commit to something, commit to your social selling model, commit to your, your team and do the right things that it takes to be successful, which means building this muscle memory so that you can be successful. So yes, that's my one takeaway that, you know, if anybody can get something from this, it would be to stay with it, be consistent, keep doing the work, If you do,
1: there's no chance, but you will be successful. You have to be. Emily, thank you so much for the conversation and everything you've provided. Where can people reach out and find you?
2: Yeah. So I'm definitely on social media, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. LinkedIn with my name, Emily Ranson. And then also I have my business practice, which is Traction for Growth. And you can literally go to Mm tractionforgrowth.com. And then I also wrote a book. So if anybody would like a um, VIP version of the book, Growth Junkies Unite, there are some principles in here from EOS, and it's a super fast, effective read that gives you kind of a a good uh, starting point with really invigorating your growth journey. And so um, that's Growth Junkies Unite, and you can find the book there. It's backslash VIP if you want the freebies. So, um, yeah. And then I also offer a free 90 minute meeting to anyone who wants to learn these same tools and principles from EOS. I give my time away for free. You get a 90 minute workshop from me. And so you can Amazing. message me either through the, you know, the, um, the website or through LinkedIn, or you can even go to my email, which is E F at gmail.com.
1: And I can put that in the chat. If you'd like, those are the, yeah. And- to find me and Ranson is spelled R-A-N-S-O-N. That's um, for those. Actually,
2: yeah. it's E, E is an Emily, F F is in Frank, and then Ranson. Mm-hmm. R-A-N is in Nancy. S-O-N is in Nancy. E, there's an E, e. on the E,
1: Oh, there's an E on
2: the <laughs> end, Perfect. It okay, everyone thank you. trips everyone up. So yeah, E F Ranson at gmail.com.
1: So there you go. Awesome. Tied it all. Love off. it. Perfect. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Emily. I so appreciate your time and all of your wisdom. Yes. Thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. My Uh pleasure. Hey, body coach. If you're pumped and ready to take full advantage of new opportunities, you know, the vital importance of having a launch strategy. Passion is important, but being prepared and creating a successful strategy can take hours of hard work. Beachbody's new live classes are gonna be a game changer for your business, and we were ready. Our team did all the social media strategy work for you and created an entire month of post templates expertly designed to take full advantage of this exciting change. Don't let this opportunity for growth pass you by because you guessed and stressed and flew by the seat of your pants. The work has already been done for you by expert copywriters, All you have to do is follow the step-by-step instructions that show you how to tweak each post to be true to you. Head over to ashleyshaw.ca slash rockyourbody. Download and follow the easy instructions that show you how to tweak each post to be true to you. Then you're done. That's ashleyshaw.ca slash rockyourbody. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money and grow your health and fitness business, head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And we'll see you right back here next week on Social Selling Simplified.